Before we jump into the story, I just have a question. How are you guys feeling tonight? Raise your hand if you're feeling sleepy, tired, you're ready to take a nap. Okay, you can put your hands down. Okay, how many of you are feeling like, kind of, like depressed and like sad and stuff and you don't really want to be here right now? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you are just fired up and excited to be here tonight right now? You're just good. Sweet. Awesome. All right. I just wanted to get kind of a barometer, kind of figure out where everybody's at right now before we get going. Um, I personally... I'm feeling pretty good, so I'm excited about tonight. I'm glad you guys are here. A uh, little bit gassy, just being honest. I was burping earlier. I'm burping. I'm not the other kind of gassy, this gassy, okay? So don't, don't think I'm up here stinking it up, okay? I'm not doing that. Um, so let's jump into this. Good news. Um, let's recap where we've been a couple weeks ago, okay? Jesus has just healed the centurion's servant, And he's healed many others, okay? And what we talked about two weeks ago was this centurion walked up to Jesus and he had this faith that was amazing. Jesus was amazed. And all he said was, say the word and my servant will be healed. You don't even have to go touch him. You don't even have to come like rub any kind of special medicine on him. Nothing. Just say the word and he'll be healed. And so Jesus says the word and he's healed. After that, he heals some more people. So that's what happened in that story a couple weeks ago, and that's kind of where we're leading up to tonight. So if you're filling in the blank, fill in the blank there, servant. Now because of that, because of him healing people and healing the centurion and all these miracles he's doing, he's starting to draw a crowd. Lots of people are coming to him. Now if you saw somebody healing people just by like touching them or just by saying something, that'd probably freak you out, right? It would freak me out if I saw somebody laying down there and they got like a big like bullet hole in their side and somebody comes over and is just like, you are healed. And they look, they look down and it's like gone. I'd be amazed. I'd be like, dude, I'm, I'm hanging out with you. I want to watch what you're going to do next. He goes around and he spits on dirt and makes mud, puts it on people's eyes and they can see. Yeah, he does it. It's in the Bible. Read it. Um, He does all these crazy miracles, these really cool miracles. And so he's collecting a crowd. There's a lot of people kind of gathering around him. And so that's where we're going to start this story tonight is he's done these miracles. There's people starting to hang out around him because they're like, dude, this Jesus guy is cool. He's doing all these really cool things that nobody else can do. So let's hang out with him. Let's see what he's going to do next. So where we're going to look is Matthew chapter 8. Same chapter we were in a couple weeks ago, but a few verses down. Verses 18 through 22. So if you've got your Bible, open it up, turn there. We're going to be there. Majority of the night. There's only one other place we're going to go tonight. So Matthew chapter 8, verse 18 through 22. Let's read it together, shall we? You don't have to read it out loud, but just read along with me. Um, In verse 18, it says, When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of of the lake. When a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. So he's got this crowd around him. He looks at the people with him, his disciples. He's like, okay, guys, we're going to cross the the lake here, okay? It was getting kind of crazy. There's a lot of people here. We're going to cross the lake. And as he's getting ready to cross the lake, this guy comes to him and says, I'll follow you wherever you go. So this is how Jesus responds. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. 
Now, if I'm the guy who just said, I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus, and then Jesus turns around and says this about foxes and birds and nowhere to put his head, I'd kind of be like, okay, what? (laughs) Spit on some more dirt and heal some people. That was cool. I mean, I wouldn't get this. This would be like, what? But let's keep reading, okay? Verse 21, it says, Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. So before we cross this lake, let me go and bury my father, is what he's saying to Jesus. Jesus says, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Okay, so Jesus has just had two people say to him two different things, and he's responded with two kind of weird answers, right? Like, hey, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you want, wherever you're going, man, I'm there. Okay, well, foxes have dens and birds have nests. What? I just said, I'll follow you. What are you talking about birds and, and foxes? And then this other guy says he needs to bury his dad. It's a pretty big deal, seems like. And he's like, follow me and let the dead bury the dead. What? They're dead. How can they bury the dead? They're dead. It doesn't make sense. Are you crazy? I thought you were like, Jesus. And you're saying crazy stuff. So when I read this, I'm like, what in the world is Jesus saying? Anybody else in here like that? You're like, what? I don't get that. Good. Cause we're going to hopefully understand it by the end of this. Cause I had to study this to like get what he's, he's saying. But by the end of it, I was like, Ooh, that's really good. That's good. That's good. It makes sense now. So hopefully we're going to get there now. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Guy comes up to him, says, I want to follow you. Before we cross this lake, I want you to know I'm going to follow you wherever you go. He says, foxes, birds, no place to lay my head, right? Okay, let's break that down. Shall we? Say yes. Yes. All right, so we got foxes. Cute little fox. Cute little fox there. Anybody know what a fox den looks like? Yes. What does it look like? Somebody who has their hand up, what does it look like? You. What does it look like? A hole in the ground, pretty much. Okay, that's pretty much right. Here's a fox's den. It's a hole in the ground. So that's it. Fox's den is just a burrowed place in the dirt, pretty much, where the foxes hang out. They have little cub babies, and they hang out, and they're all, I guess, cute. I don't know. Foxes, they kind of look like big rats to me, Um, but they're red. Because it doesn't look like really a dog to me. I don't know. I don't like foxes much, but that's a fox. That's a den. So when we, Jesus says foxes have their dens, this is what he's talking about. This is a fox's home. This is where they live. This is, this is kind of at the end of the day, when a fox has done all his jobs for the day, he's punched in and punched out. He's chased squirrels or whatever the heck a uh, fox does. He goes home to his den because his den is his home. You with me? Okay, so he moves on. He talks about birds, right? So here's a bird, pretty bird. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Does anyone know what I'm quoting? What? I'm going to come back to you. What? Who, who am I quoting? What? <laughs> the parrot that says pretty bird? There's probably a movie that does that, but that's not what it is. What? Yes. Dumb and dumber, yes. That's what I'm quoting. Dumb and dumber. 
there's a blind kid who's petting a bird that doesn't have a head, and he's like, pretty bird, pretty bird. Anyway, so we got birds, and then what does he say birds have? Nests. There's an example of a nest, in case you've never seen a nest with little eggs in it there. Um, Birds have their nests. A nest is a what to a bird? A home. This is where the bird goes after he's done all his worm digging and his pooping on my car and all that stuff. He goes to his nest. That's his home, right? It's where a bird hangs out. So we've seen foxes in their den. We've seen birds in their nest. That's both of their homes. But then he goes and he says something about himself, right? So then we got Jesus. And let me, let me put a little side note here. We don't know if he really looked like this, okay? But this is, we'll just say this is what Jesus looked like, okay? So Jesus says, foxes have dens, they have a home. Birds have nests, they have a home. Jesus has nowhere to put his head. Where do you put your head down usually? On your pillow, in your bed, which is in your home, right? So Jesus is saying he has no home. Now, what's the common thing amongst those three things right now when he says that? A fox lives where? On planet what? Okay, a bird lives on what planet? Jesus right now when he says this is on what planet? Earth. So they're all living on the same planet. Foxes have dens, birds have nests. Jesus Eh, eh, question mark. Eh, no, nowhere. Nowhere to go. Now, did he have somewhere to sleep? Yes, he had somewhere to sleep. So is he really talking about a real, like, place to live, like a home like that? No, he's not really talking about that like that. So what does he mean then? Well, Jesus' home, we can get from that, is not here. It's not this planet. So a fox, yes, it's got its den. Hey, you guys that are yelling and stuff, stop. Birds have their nests, which is cool. But Jesus, his home's not here. So this isn't it for him. Now here's what's cool about that. Those of us who are following Jesus, like the guy in the beginning who said, hey, I'm going to follow you wherever you go, Jesus. And Jesus says this whole thing about foxes and birds. And then he says he has nowhere to place his head. He's trying to tell this guy who's following him, you're not going to have anywhere to place your head either because this isn't your home either. So for those of us who follow Jesus, our home is not here either. This isn't it. This is all we've known so far. But this is not it. Even though a fox's place is his den, his bird's place is his nest, that's it for them. But for us, once we start following Jesus, this is not it for us. We don't put our head down and like, this is it. This is where we'll be. Yeah. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, we kind of get a little bit more elaboration on this. It's, it's like, okay, our home's not here. Where is our home? If our home's not here, where's our home? Let's read this, okay? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. I love these verses. These are awesome. If you want to write these down, put them up on your mirror. This is an awesome verse to read every day, or three verses to read. So check this out. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead. 
in transgressions. Anybody know what transgressions are? Transgressions are your sins. The things you've done against God. The bad things you've done. That's your transgressions. So, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised up, raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So, all of us, we're dead. Every one of us, we're dead. But then, Jesus comes and raises us up, brings us back to life so that we can be in heaven with him. Are you with me? Okay, so, foxes, home here. Birds, home here. Jesus, home not here. Home is in heaven. Us who follow Jesus, once we're dead, now we're alive, our home is in heaven as well. So, when he's talking about following, hey, you want to follow me? Okay, that's great. Just remember, this isn't it. This isn't your home, like the birds and like the foxes. This is not it. You're coming with me. Like you're saying, you're going to follow me. Okay, well, if you're going to follow me, you're going to follow me to my home. And my home's not here. My home is heaven. So our home is with Jesus in heaven. Now, here's the big cool part. Forever. We're not like going to go to heaven for a little while and hang out and then come back down here because it's better here. Once we go to heaven, we're not going to want to ever go back from heaven. It's heaven. It's like perfect place. It's where God lives. It's where happy things happen all the time. I mean, this is like heaven. So we're not going to want to come back down to earth where there's stealing and lying and cheating and hurting people and killing and murder and cancer. Why would we want to come here when there's all none of that up there? So our home is is with Jesus in heaven if we're following him. If we are saying we're a Christian, we know Jesus, he saved us, that means we're saying our home's not here, it's heaven. Are you with me? Say yes. Okay. So here's my question for you, okay? Are you focused and living for here? Or are you focused and living for heaven? Because let's go back to the end of that story, right? Jesus says, let the dead bury their dead, right? He's talking to this guy who just lost his dad. And he's like, oh, I need to bury my dad. So why does Jesus say, let the dead bury their dead? Because if they're all dead, how can they bury some? They're dead. That doesn't make sense. Jesus can bring back the dead. <laughs> that's true, he can, but that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. If somebody doesn't know Jesus, just like all of us, when we don't know Jesus... We are spiritually dead. We are not alive in our spirits. The only one that makes us alive is Jesus. So if the dead are burying the dead, that means people who don't know Jesus are burying the people who have physically died that don't know Jesus. So they're all dead spiritually. But those that know Jesus are alive and follow him to his home, which is heaven. So when you start to realize, okay, when he's saying the dead bury the dead, he doesn't mean like they're literally physically dead. He means they're spiritually dead. They're not living for heaven. They're living here on earth. This is it for them. I mean, earth is as good as it's going to get. Do you realize that? Like for people who don't know Jesus, who aren't going to know God forever, 
who aren't going to be going to heaven, earth is as good as it gets. Because if you're not going to heaven, after you die, you're going to hell. Hell is worse than earth. Heaven is way better. So if you die and you don't know Jesus, this is as good as it gets. Earth. What we know right now. Now there's good things here on earth and there's bad things here on earth. The Bible says everything good came from God. I would say all this bad stuff comes from sin. Comes from evil. It's not from God. But when we go to heaven, all that bad stuff, all that sin, it's all gone. So earth is like home. It's as good as it gets for those of us that don't know Jesus. For any of us who don't know Jesus. And that's how it was for all of us at some point. But once we know him, once we say we're following him, like, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm all about Jesus. I'm following him. Then that means we are no, this is not as good as it gets anymore. This is not home anymore. This is not it. Heaven is it. Heaven is the future. Heaven is forever. Heaven is the hope. So we don't need to have our, our, our eyes and our minds and our hearts fixed on stuff here. Because here is not where we're going to stay. Here is not home. This is not our den or our nest. This is not where we lay our head. Heaven is where we lay our head. Are you with me? So when I ask this, are you living for here? Or are you living for heaven? Are you remembering up in here and in here? That this isn't your home. This isn't all there is. You're living for something bigger, something better. You're living knowing you're going to be with God forever. That should change the way we live. Think about it. If, you're, if you guys right here are sitting in your, your schools, okay? You're sitting there in class, in whatever class you're in. And you don't have any idea if you're going to heaven or not. You have no idea who Jesus is. All you know is this. And then the person right next to you knows who Jesus is. They know that this is not the end of everything. This is just the very beginning. And the rest of eternity, they're going to be in heaven with God. Don't you think that person that knows that and then you who doesn't know that are going to live differently? I mean, to know that in the future, you're going to be with God forever. And you can even know God now because of Jesus Versus somebody who this is it, this is all there is. They don't know God. They don't know, they don't have this hope of eternity in heaven. Those should look different. So are you in here, you guys in here who know Jesus, who have accepted him, who have been saved by him, are you living for here still? Even though you know this isn't it? Are you living for heaven? Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is a pretty easy question. You're not living for heaven because you, you can't. You don't know heaven. You don't know God. You don't know Jesus. But for the majority of us in here who do, this means we've got to start getting our focus off some of the things that we put all of our importance on that are here and start putting them on the things that are important to Jesus, that are important because they last forever, the things that matter to God. Because that's who we're going to be with forever. That's where our home is. Not here. So that's the story. Simple as that. Your home, if 
you're a Christian, isn't here. It's there with Jesus. Jesus is actually there right now. It says that Jesus is next to God at his right hand. And he's actually talking to God about us. He pleads on our behalf. Like, God, please. No, they're my kids. They're, they're with me. They're, they're cool. They're good. They're going to be up here with us soon. So, are you living for here? Are you living for heaven? 